this. The book of Leviticus. Amen. Yep, yep. Leviticus. L-E-B-I-T. Or your Bible app. It's in the Old Testament. But there's just one thing there I want to share with you. And I, I listen, if you won't sit there and look at me, if you don't spectate, um, there's a table somewhere waiting on my feet to be under it. It's not that I don't, I don't try to eat heavy before preaching. I haven't eaten at all. Amen. So thank God for the demons that give me a breakfast sandwich in the morning. Because if it wasn't for that, I would have been over there laid out. Y'all going to be slain in the spirit. Brother need a sandwich. Thank you, though. Thank you. Amen. Amen. I think since the last time we were here, uh, the Lord that's passing over here now with one more grandchild. Amen. Five years old. She'll be six this year. That, that's six years. That's too long. We can't be doing that. Amen. And uh, she's not here tonight, but I thank the Lord for the oldest granddaughter being here. She wasn't that tall the last time we were here. But she's the tallest one in the family. Along with my niece and, and, and cousins and all. Anyway, I got cousins over here, cousins over here. Who's here in the middle? Members. <laughs> We thank God. But we honor the Lord. If you open your Bibles to the book of Leviticus, chapter 26. And I want to preach on one verse and only have three points. And I really want to get through these points quick. And the quickest way to get me to sit down is to get with me. Because there's something, no, honestly, because in my spirit, I want to feel like I'm reaching you and being effective. And if you're getting with me, I can tell the faith, but if you're really receiving, then I can move on to the next. Don't pull out the teacher. That makes me want to stay right there until you get it. Amen? So, so I, I, I'm, not, I'm just asking. I'm not forewarning. I'm, at, I'm not a great anything. But I, I am anointed to do what God has called me to do. And when the Lord gives me word, I know it's of God. Amen? So here we go. In the book of Leviticus chapter 26. Did we all find it? Leviticus chapter 26 and reading just one verse, verse number 13. And um, reading from which Bible is this? This is New King James. We just picked up something in the office. Uh, Leviticus 26 and 13. And Moses says that God says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out. Everyone say he brought me out. <laughs> who brought you out of the land of Egypt that you should not be their slaves. I have broken the bands of your yoke and made you walk upright. Just one more time. Because I think you got something there. I hear you over here. Everyone else is trying to find out where he's going with this. One more time. God says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out. Everyone say, he brought me out. He brought you out of the land of Egypt that you should not be their slaves. I have broken the bands of your yoke and made you walk upright. Does anyone have a King James? I think the King James closes with something different. No? I'm not going to have you search it. It's either yes or no. 
No, they will move on. All right. He says again at the latter portion of verse uh, 13, I have broken the bands of your yoke and made you walk upright. For the next 15 minutes, can I just, I, I just need to know I'm preaching this at the right time. I need to talk to people right now that know you've been praising God under pressure. You've been weary in your waiting. And the trial is just really wearing you out. So what's happening with your life is all of your believing in God is in a different posture and not an upright stance. And, and we think we've got so used to seeing people weeping while praising that we think it's acceptable. That we think that's the way you praise God. I got to be crying. I got to be pitiful. I have to be miserable. But I want to talk to some people who, who've got a little light shining on you right now just from that to know that I need to praise God and smile again. Whether he does it now or not. Whether it happens now or not. I have enough faith in God. Who has? Who has enough faith in God to believe that whenever it happens, I don't know, but it's going to happen that I do know. Come on, talk to me over here. So I just want to just I just feel like I just, are the evangelists in the house. Because this is for the evangelists to preach, not an old fat man like me. But I need to preach on this one little subject. I want to talk about vertical victory. That's why I asked y'all to sit over here and now I gotta keep going. Somebody say, look at somebody right quick. This morning we prophesied to each other. I want you to don't go and not to break it. I said find one person next thing they they getting in groups of three and stuff. I said just find one. They start praying. I said, I didn't ask you to pray. I didn't ask you to find one person. I want you to find one person. Please, one person. Grab them and look at that neighbor and say, neighbor, God is giving you a vertical victory. But I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, everybody that is in your season, and I put the air quotes there because I'm tired of everyone saying in this season, and God is giving you a season. We have more seasons in the church than there are on the calendar. Why don't you just stop confessing things that are not biblical or scriptural? Just because, and see, I want to be one of those prophets that I don't say what everyone else said. Whatever I say needs to manifest. Frankie, so that means I need to say what God is saying. And not what they say on TV. Not what they say at the conference. Not what the latest bishop said. Because everybody got their stuff. But I want to be relevant to people that God put me before. Y'all not helping me right here. But I want to be so relevant to people right there. For you to understand that I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. Who can agree with me? And maybe this is just my testimony. But who can agree with me? But that the past few months, you've really been, I can pinpoint it down to two. I can give you the day. Listen, that you can pinpoint it to the fact that you've been functioning, but you're concerned if I'm being fruitful. Okay. God, I'm showing up for the services. But Lord, are you really getting the glory out of my life? 
I'm supposed to do. I'm doing what you called me to do. I'm doing what they expect me to do in church. I'm there on time. I'm doing in my space of duty. But God, somebody say, but God. But this ain't that but God brought me up. But God, no, no, this is that but God, I still have questions. Because there's something I'm not feeling. There's something I'm not hearing. There's something I'm not seeing manifest. Who am I talking to right now? So you know what, Janae? It keeps you in the wrong posture. And you're in when you're bound and trying to praise God, it's not fun. Lord, y'all not talking to me. When you are carrying burden and trying to press and trying to praise God, it's not easy. And the, like I said earlier, in the church, we've, we've got so used to seeing you burden that that's all we preach, that's all we sing, and that's all we testify. And we put all of the breakthrough and deliverance way over into heaven. But when I get to heaven, that was fine for the, and no pun intended, but that was fine for the generation that were slaves, that were uneducated, and did not have the knowledge of the scripture like you and I have in this generation. Y'all not saying that. I'm going to keep talking until you get it. But what we have to understand is that God is holding us more accountable to, you said it, come on. He's holding us more accountable for the things that he is speaking in the earth realm. Which means you cannot miss what God is saying. Which means that instead of you judging people, they come to the Lord, her spirit ain't right. You need to discern that the heavens are open and that there is also atmospheric interference between what is coming from the throne of God and trying to come right to your very presence. You need to sit up front because you are finishing my sentences. We need to understand that in this time I declare and decree in this holy cathedral today that God is setting all of us up for a vertical victory. We're going into this thing. First of all, before we can go in it, into anything, we have to admit we got to come out of something. Oh my God. You better look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you got to come out of some stuff first. But if you don't mind, if you don't mind, now in Leviticus. Come on, we got to dismiss that. You, how do you dismiss that? In the book of Leviticus, in the book of Leviticus, we find that Moses wrote the first five books of the Bible. So we got Genesis, Exodus. When we get to Leviticus, this is the time that, that God is preparing the priesthood. This is the time that God is not making you a church member, but he's transforming you for spiritual impartation and translation. He is taking you from being a church member to being royal priesthood. Y'all not saying, y'all not helping me in here. So, so, so what's happening is, and if it, I, Bishop, I'm not sure what you've been preaching, but I, I, I pray that this is confirmation or the shot in the arm for the members. We have to understand that God is pushing us. He's rushing us out of what we are used to. He is rushing, calling us out of that comfort zone because we're so busy looking at each other that we're concerned about who's not missing. It's not about none of that. If the lights are still on and the doors are open and people have can still call this my sanctuary, my refuge, my meeting place with God, then it's worth the it's worth everyone that's in here. Because there is I what was 
that last point of today's message this morning. There is a regime change that's coming. Find it for me, brothers. There's a regime change that is coming, and God is changing everything. You don't have it done. That last point this morning. He is changing everything, everything that we are used to. Now, we find in the book of Exodus chapter 10. If you don't mind, I do need to read a few verses, but I need to read them quick or just reference them. In Exodus 10 and verse number 8, uh, it says, So Moses and Aaron were brought again to Pharaoh, and he said to them, Go serve the Lord your God. Who are the ones that are going with you? Who are the ones that he said? Now, Moses and Aaron had stood before Pharaoh before each plague. And there were ten plagues. Before each plague, they stood before Pharaoh and said, The God of the Hebrews said, Let my people, all right, let my people go. Somebody went to Sunday school back in the day. <laughs> all right, let my people go. But when we get to, but the plagues aren't over yet by the time we get to chapter 10. But this word comes after the plague of the locusts. So this, now everything that God did to judge Pharaoh in Egypt was really against an Egyptian God. Because each plague, there was an Egyptian deity to each plague that God put on the Egyptians. When God is ready to bring you out of something, the reason why you need to wait is because God is also setting up your enemy and your adversary. Because God is not, he's not satisfied. Y'all not liking this, but somebody better get ready to shout. God is not satisfied. You just get up, shout, and say, he did it. Mm -mm. God wants your enemy to know he did it. God wants your oppressor to know. There you go. God wants everyone that said you won't make it to know. Uh-huh. Everyone that says she ain't no good and he ain't nothing, God said, I just need you to wait. <laughs> see, 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 see. Let me stay where I got. That's why I need to be. Listen, we don't pull that off for Listen, we need to. We, we, is it all right? Amen. <laughs> Y'all got me up here all alone like that. <laughs> I feel like I'm in my own church. Oh, Baba. So listen, the thing is, there are so many people that have counted you out and said it's the, the, they don't got it. And here she go again. Here he go again. How long they going to stay this time? But God wants you to wait, and it's not because he got to figure it out. See, watch this, Frankie, because I'm so tired of every preacher talking, God is getting ready to. If I can see that in my Bible, I will say that. But I don't see where God is getting ready. But God is ready. The people that have to get ready for God is us. God is already ready. Romans teaches us that in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Due time doesn't mean it took God that long. God had to wait till the stage was perfect. God waited until everything that man could worship could come to the forefront. Just so that he could knock it all down. Y'all don't hear this. God let you, some of you, you, you kick yourself. I wish I got saved early. I wish I got saved when I was younger. That would be nice. But you know what I tell people? No, you got saved when God wanted you to be saved. Say it again. He, he, he saved you at the right time. You could have got saved earlier, but you weren't ready. You could have got saved earlier. God was ready, but your mind wasn't ready for the long journey. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. You would have got saved then and, and dropped the time. You would have walked away from God. And some of you did. But God let you go through all that you 
to lay around, sleep around, drink, drunk, smoke, get high, do what you had to do, do what you wanted to do. Because when he got ready to clean you, he was going to do a gully washer and clean everything out of you. I wish you wonder somebody say, he got it all out of me. Oh, y'all quiet in here. He got it. See, there's some of, well, you know, I'm still struggling. I'm still going through. And I'm so tired of hearing that right now in this day. That's that stuff we testified when I was young. Well, you know, I know I'm still going to make mistakes. I'm not saying you won't. But if you're going to confess it, then you're opening the door. But if you will start telling yourself, I'm hell or high water. God, you are stuck with me. Y'all not, y'all don't like me in here. So Pharaoh said, you know, I can't take this here on the locusts and all that. He didn't even realize what God was doing. But God already had to tell Moses, now listen. Because there were sometimes Pharaoh said, okay, go, just like this time. Pharaoh said, take him, get out of here. And then by the morning, Pharaoh changed his mind. Why? Because God already told Moses, I'm going to harden the heart of Pharaoh. There are some things that you thought you were right at the breakthrough. Just to not see it materialize. Then you got disgusted and frustrated with God when God said, Will you just let me do what I gotta do? Because come here, sir. Because I got you in a good place. You just stay right here in my word and let me go here and fight your battle. You stay right here and worship me while I go over here and rebuke the enemy for your sake. You stay right here and learn some more about me. Because I gotta do some stuff that you can't handle. Lord, I wish I had somebody right quick. Come on, somebody. Now you heavy, but I'm ready. Look at somebody say, This is my vertical victory. Uh huh. I, I, I'm not going to be broke down and get my deliverance. <laughs> I'm not getting my deliverance under no sad situation, no sad condition. Who am I talking to right now? Lord, have mercy. I don't care what you've been wrestling with, what you've been fighting with, what you've been talking with. I'm trying to hurry up. But I don't care what it is that's been in front of you. You just have to hold on to what you know about God. Because God is not in the business of seeing you fall or die. God is not in the business of this record changing the fail. When we were kids, the Holy Temple, the choir sang a song that said there's no failure in God. So Moses said, uh, go, I mean, the Pharaoh said, go serve the Lord your God. But he said, who is it that you're taking with you? Verse 9, Moses said, we will go with our young and with our old and with our sons and with our daughters and with our flocks and with our herds. Will we go for we must hold a feast to the Lord. We have to go, not just say, look, that I got away. How the, the devil thought he had me. No, I got to go because there's a higher place called Sinai. There's a high place in God that I can get to that these chains of my past won't let me. Okay, I'm saying something that's not registering here. I need about 10 people just to holler right quick. I got to get to my high place in God. Uh-huh. So what's happening is that we are with, with Pharaoh. Pharaoh wants us to bargain with our bondage. He has you in bondage and he wants you to bargain your way out of this. He has you in bondage and wants you to make a deal with him. He wants you to bondage and make you doubt the capability of God. Lord, I wish I saw some Holy Ghost still people right now. Some folks that are ready to jump. 
But how many know right now, I am not bargaining with my bondage. Yeah, okay, devil, look like you're taking my kids. I'm not bargaining with you. <laughs> I'm going to stand flat for the whether I see it or not. Devil, you are a liar. My children were already given back to the God at their birth. And I don't care what it is they go through right now. God, you will bring them to their senses because your word is in them. Because your word is in me. Because the blood of Jesus is on their life. I wish I had some folks in here that were hollering right now. It's time for radical victory. I'm going to bargain with, the, with our bondage. We're not going to, well, who are you taking it? And we said, well, we'll take this one. The Pharaoh said, why don't you just take the men and leave the women and the children back here? That's just what the devil wants you to do. Wants you to go. And then when you keep reading, you'll find yourself, well, how far are y'all going? Moses said, well, let us go three days into the wilderness. Watch this. Moses asked for three days. God says, no, I mean your life. <laughs> you asked the bondage? The master, the keeper, the spirit of bondage that's over you. Let me have a three-day revival and I'll be all right. Y'all just missed it. Let me go three days in the wilderness and I will serve the three days of power on earth. Three days of heaven on earth. All to accommodate the people. But we didn't go far enough. Y'all don't like this. Y'all help me out with my history. But I thought that when Bishop Wills came to Pittsburgh in 1953, that she began to run 30-day revivals with a church that was split. And began to run 30-day revivals and families came back in the church. Families were coming in. Pittsburgh was being saved. Next thing, those who were shacking up were getting married. Those who didn't get an education were at least graduating high school. Oh, y'all not saying nothing to hear. Y'all not saying nothing to hear. But right now, we must understand that the power of sin over your life has to be broken today. Okay, one, two, three. The power, I know you don't sin. I got you. But God knows. You don't sin, but God knows you do. But that power over your life is being broken today. Don't just miss it, because I was about to, I was about to put it all on my hand and tell you to get it out my hand and go lay hands on somebody else. I believe in generational impartation. Let me go ahead and close. I'm, I'm up too long now. Somebody already said he's ain't going to be finished. So the next thing we need to look at, we need to understand this, that destiny over your life. And I'm talking about everything that's been prophesied to you. Everything that's been spoken over your life. And you're frustrated because when is it going to happen? If, but God, I, I know you're going to do this. And God, you're going to call me to preach and I haven't done it yet. God, I say yes 20 times. And still, I, 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 I'm coming back to you for repentance. God, what is my issue? What is the problem? But I'm here to tell you right now. Because it was already spoken on your life under the unction of the Holy Ghost. Doesn't mean that it had to happen by the time you wanted it to happen. Here's what they don't tell you about destiny. But I'm glad to introduce it to your mind. Destiny has a process. Pray for me, Bishop. Somebody please pray for me. Everybody wants you to shout into your destiny. Turn around three times into your destiny. Honey, destiny, y'all don't like me in this quiet church. But destiny has a process. You gotta have some long days and some long nights. You gotta have some crying moments. You need some people to walk out of your life. You need some folks to set you up, lie on you, say all that, and people against you. But still.
quick. Come on, grab, grip, grip. Grab them by the hand right quick. And say, neighbor, I want you to understand me clearly. My destiny is still intact. Say, every, every hardship I've been through is the price of my destiny. Every setback I've been through is the price of my destiny.
And here's what you need to understand. God wants you to know right now that everything you've gone through and everything you've suffered, you might as well get ready to lace up your shoes and dance because you're paying yeah, I, I thought y'all were ready for me to come that way. High five three people. Say, honey, it's all about to be worth it all. Come on. I said, well, I got to preach. How many know you've been in chains too long? How many know you've been in spiritual bondage too long? Depression too long. I got me one person. How many know you've been going through what you've been going through long enough? But let me tell you right now, Pharaoh gotta let you go. Go ahead, turn around three times. I don't know which direction your Pharaoh's in. But say, Pharaoh, you gotta let me go. You gotta take your hands off my health. Where my Baptist here, I'm, I'm holy. Hallelujah. But I need somebody to stick your chest out and say, I'm coming out. See, they didn't know the words to the song I wrote, but they know that. But here's the thing you need to understand. And after a while you die and get used to that. But you gotta know if I'm a Hebrew, God want me to eat some lamb. God want me to have some good herbs with this thing. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. God, if you really want to use me, then I gotta live the way you live. Somebody just jump up and say it's time for kingdom living. Say to you is that 
And, and, and when the Lord gave me this breaking, see, there are certain people in Holy Temple, I always think of at certain points of the message. Because I feel like they would be the ones to get it. They will be the ones to steal it and preach it themselves. I don't care. They can preach the points. I got the title. They can go and preach the point. Every point is a message, right? So let's preach it. Let's get that word out there. Write it down. Do your thing. Because can't nobody wear it out like vertical victory. But the thing I want you to understand, and this is for nothing. We will find out who this is for by the way they holler and shout. But I want you to know your final point. You have been set free to serve. Place. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. 
I thank you for the anointing in this place. Because there's only Baptists on that church side. But I thank God for the anointing in this place. Because you've got to be free to preach to live. All of us are called to preach liberation. Many are called to preach. But there's some of us that have the assignment of liberation. And that means you've been faking it long enough. It's time to get free. You've been suffering with this long enough. It's time to be free. You've been holding on to this long enough. Clear your road. Run down your road. Knock everybody out. And tell them it's time for you to be free. I'm done, I'll tell you. Because I have a vision. I see myself sitting at a table. <laughs> Did you eat yet? Then we going to dinner. I got you. We going to dinner. <laughs> you didn't eat yet. I didn't eat yet. Did you eat yet? So three, three, three of us, we like to call ourselves gorillas. We haven't eaten yet. Because I know you like the word. It's last, right? That scared me there for a minute. I know I hadn't seen you in a while, would have. But y'all, there's two things, right quick. The sun's still shining. We'll be out. Two things. When you come out, I already told you it's going to be payday. What's coming right back to your hands? What's coming right back into your bank account? What's coming right back to your status worth? See, everybody seems the regular folks want money in the pocket, but some of us want the status worth. So people like me, I preach for there's a status worth I should receive. I write songs for a status worth that should go, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. That's why it has to be right because of the worth of the status that it is under. It's called the unction of the Holy Ghost. But what you just missed is that there's too many people that owe you. And they don't borrow a dime from you. They just try to keep you down so they can get ahead. But God's about to cause them to sow into you because this is your exodus and you cannot go out in the hand. I don't know why y'all not shouting, but somebody should be dancing all around the poles and say, this is where you exercise. This is my exodus. Tune up. This is your exodus. But guess what? You don't go out empty-handed. Okay, so y'all missed that, but I'll give you the scriptures for this. Right there next to this. You know what I don't have and I wish I had. And when I tell you, when the prophet said it's coming back to you, you shouldn't be going off till you broke a heel. Because you've been waiting on this so long. You've been going through without so long. And it look like they just increasing and increasing. And you're right, they are. They are increasing because they're going to have to put into your hands. 
<laughs> what is it, Pastor? The scripture said the wealth of the wicked. So all you have to do is be righteous. Let them be wicked. He, he that stole, let them steal. Isn't that what the Bible said? Let the liar keep lying. But if, but if they did you wrong, they got to come back and pour into you. What you don't have to work for. What you don't have to beg for. See, y'all not there yet. You don't realize it. You think know the pathway to heaven is suffering. I'm here to tell you now, there is some residual coming back to you. There's some overdue stuff. Somebody holy took a roll of song and said, let us not be weary. It will do it. For we shall reap. If you better get it right. If we faint not. We've been made. Am I right? Endure for a night. But trust in the Lord. And it will be alright. Because payday is coming. But watch this, Elder. Not only do you not leave empty-handed, My God. but when you leave, there's some folks that's been looking at your life. There's some folk that from a distance been admiring how you've been holding on to God. There's some people that have been watching you shout through the storm and through the rain. They've been watching you show up for church even though folks were talking about you. They've watched you still be faithful and you didn't even get a thank you. They've been watching you and you know why they're watching you? Because as they see God bring you out, they come and say, can I come too? I don't want what God has for you. I just want to get out of here. And it looked like the favor is on you, good God Almighty. You need to run until you knock three people over and say, honey, get out of my way. Because the favor is on me. Come on, come on.